Hola, and welcome to the Beauteous Me podcast, a relatable and authentic space for all. Every week, we hop on a roller coaster, share laughter and tears on topics we might be ashamed to discuss. We do this all while finding its inner beauty. My name is Jamili Whitfield, and the journey begins now. Welcome back, everyone, to the Beauteous Me podcast. So super happy. I'm always happy to record and to have new guests, to share their life experiences, their journey, and how did they get to a beauteous them, right? So today, I have Comedy Wood, who is the founder and CEO of Live Joy Your Way and the Authentic Me Rise Up program. An international best-selling author, Comedy is driven to support people of all ages, heal the relationship with themselves, and to stop outsourcing their self-worth. Her clients become their own confident, resilient self-leaders with healthier relationships. Comedy is a certified life coach, board certified by the American Association of Drugless Practitioners. She holds specialty certifications in conscious uncoupling, new money story, and teen life coaching. She's also trained in conscious parenting. Comedy aims to meet her clients where they are, of course, right? (laughs) In supporting and guiding them on their journey to where they want to be, both personally and professionally. Comedy, welcome to the Beauteous Me podcast. I'm so excited to be here with you today. Thank you. So, Comedy, your story, when I had an opportunity to read and really understand who you are and where you're coming from. Cause I like to do that before um, recording. I think it's just important to know, know your guest, right? Um, your story resonates a lot for me as a mom and as a woman and as a mother of teenagers, <laughs> as well, a teenager one. <laughs> um, can you just share your story? Cause I don't want to spill the beans in, in all your goodness glory that you had to share, but you know, your journey as, as a child of immigrant parents, um, seeking validation, et cetera. So let's get into it. Yeah. I fully own that my story led me on my journey. And so it's, um, I have a lot of gratitude for where I came from and and just the experiences I had. So as you mentioned, I am first generation American. My parents were immigrants to the United States. They both came here in their teen years. Um, But they had a very, um, you know, that immigrant mentality, work really, really hard, really dive into it because they were, they were sort of in that story of needing to prove themselves as well. But growing up in a small town in Connecticut with a name like Comedy, (laughs) it does stick out. And so um, I remember specific instances when I was in elementary school and um, for instance, a substitute teacher would come into class. I would kind of, you know, really uh, get nervous in my seat, just kind of waiting for them to take attendance and for them to butcher my name. And it seems so trivial now, but mm. as a child, what happened was, you know, that's when all the snickers would happen and, and it would almost reignite the, the, the jokes and the, the shedding this bright light on the fact that I wasn't the same as the others, right? I, I, I stuck out and I was different. So for me growing up, there was this underlying current of needing to prove my value and also needing to figure out how I can fit in and not rock the boat. And so those were some Mm. false identities that I sort of started to carry through and they started to show up in ways of people pleasing and trying to make sure that other people were happy with me 
And so what ended up happening during the course of taking on that identity was looking externally, looking externally for those validations, making sure I was meeting expectations, taking on the responsibility of other people's happiness, for instance. And of course, that wasn't a conscious thing. It was it was very subconscious. It was just like these covert messages that I had acquired growing up. And I took them into adulthood. And, um, you know, I became a mom. I am now a mom of five. My oldest is 18 and my youngest is six. But it was with my children that I had my catalyst moment. When my own daughter, we had this moment in time where she, um, it was very obvious that she was so worried about pleasing others and so worried about meeting those external expectations. And it was a very vulnerable moment. Um, But for me, it was this shining light as though if I don't make a shift within myself, that's just going to repeat for generations in terms of the people pleasing me, the looking externally for that validation, looking externally for, am I meeting some expectation, right? Where we're hostages to that. And so in that moment, and, and, you know, there's, there's little moments I think along the way, but you, unless you're conscious and and ready to be aware of it or ready to sort of embrace it Mm -hmm. in that particular moment, that was my moment where I said, okay, it's time, it's time to do the work. I, I have to shift this. And so I did, you know, I hired my own coach and I went through my own, um, you know, reading of different things and really doing the work on the self. And truthfully, what it came down to was healing these little holes inside of myself and healing that false identity that I had acquired as a child, where it was that I'm not good enough, or I have to prove my value in order to be lovable. And once the story exactly. we tell ourselves, right? Exactly. It's the story and and we the tell one ourselves. that we, we truly are identifying with. And it's playing into all these things that we're doing, not just our relationships, but sometimes even how we show up at work or how we show up at school. And just so healing that and recognizing, okay, that's a story that doesn't work for me. It's not going to work going forward. How do I want to show up differently? What do I need to shift? As I went through that process, I realized there are so many other individuals that are dealing with such things. And I realize it's my calling and the reason for my journey was to then turn around and start paying it forward, paying it forward in, in the way of then supporting others who are ready. They're at that moment. They're at that moment of realizing something has to shift and being that support system and that co-collaborator for them to heal whatever it is that that false identity is or whatever that situation is, heal the self stop outsourcing that self-worth, really bring it inside, you know, go from that external validation to this internal one and help them so that they can shift and they can have healthier relationships and they can find success in business or work or, you know, truthfully just define happiness for themselves and not from that external place. Right. You said something that was so interesting and I hope you don't mind me sharing where you said, I needed to realign with my authentic self accept myself, know that I was enough and that I was no longer responsible for serving others' expectations or worrying about making them happy. Because just as I was responsible for my happiness, others were responsible for theirs. I knew I needed to show up in a way that demonstrated that I did not need to fix things for others, but lead them through my own sense of confidence. That, wow, (laughs) comedy, that, I was like... (laughs) (laughs) That was deep. That was deep. That was deep. Let's talk about that comedy because this, it, it, just reading that it, it, you know, we sit as women and I, I, 
I'm also the, uh, you know, first generation immigrant child. My parents came here um, and in adulthood worked countless hours. It was always engraved. You got to work. You have to get an education. You have to work. You have to get an education. This is what you have to do. Um, Always trying to kind of prove yourself to others, trying to fit in culturally. Um, The name thing, I already shared my my name issue. (laughs) My first name. Um, And, and, you know, still to this day, it follows me. And um, where you have to kind of joke around to to make a joke, like, this is where my name came from and this is what it is. But you struggle with that acceptance. You struggle with who who am I, right? How do people see me? How do people view me? How am I showing up? And then like inside feeling all those insecurities. And so I want to make friends because I didn't fit in, because my name is not like everyone else, because I look different from everyone else. So how do I become your friend? Do I really want to be your friend though? Because I don't know if we're really like meshing by, but (laughs) it's like finding, seeking the need to like be validated. So when you said that, it just, it spoke to my soul. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That makes me feel so good in terms of just the fact that the message resonated because it's so important to me to start communicating and to bring that stuff out of the shadow and into the light that yes, we we can show up in a way where we're contributing to people's happiness, but we're not responsible for their happiness. And there is that line. There's that line with feeling like we're responsible for fixing things for people versus uh, supporting them, recognizing that we each get to have our own autonomy, right? So, So especially as a people pleaser, this is something I had to learn was I'm actually taking away someone's autonomy when I'm trying to do it for them. And so when I reframed it that way, I'm mm-hmm. like, well, wait a minute. I it They get to own their own stuff. Like it's not my business necessarily to take over and do all the things for them. Um, but it is so important to recognize that we have that inner strength and how we show up is how we can actually lead people. It's, it's that uniqueness that brings us into this place of being able to, um, you know, it, it, you know, I make that distinction between being a beacon and being a buoy, you know, a buoy just kind of bobs up and down Mm. and it's just trying to stay afloat. And a beacon is on the shore, shining a light for other people to find their way home. And so it's really, when we stand in our own light and our own power, we can shine that around and allow people to grab onto that and find their way as well. Yeah. Yes. So in sharing that story, um, you also shared, and I quote, when I saw my daughter dim her own light because she didn't believe her shine was good enough, quote unquote, my world stopped and changed forever. So as a parent and how we're showing up, right? And as moms um, and and the stories that are engraved in us and the stories that we also Mm -hmm. create in our own head, right? That we're not good enough, not accepting. I have to do this. I have to have to have to in order to obtain this, right? So then now you sit back as as a parent and you don't know how you're showing up as a parent. And as a parent, you think, well, I'm doing everything. I'm making sure they're in school. I'm, I'm part of PTA. I'm baking cookies. I'm allowing their friends to come. They wanted a phone. I got them a phone. They wanted this. Yeah. I got them this. And you know, you're, and you're just like, check, exactly. check, check. Exactly. Check. Yes. <laughs> and then you realize your kids become teenagers or have friends. And that's when yes. <laughs> And that's when suddenly there's a mirror. Yep. Yes. 
that's what's happening. You're like, I don't, I don't like that about you because that's about me. And we got to do something about it because that, I don't want you showing that. I don't care if you're my child. Don't reflect that mirror. I'm not ready yeah, for that yeah. work. It's so true. It's so true. But you know, for me, I, well, first of all, I have to say that my kids have been the biggest and best teacher that I've ever had. So just putting that, putting that out there, but it's so true that that when it, this, this is just a great example of how, how we show up gets mirrored back to us, whether in relationship with our children or in relationship with somebody else. And that's why I always go back to healing that relationship with self is so important because that will mirror back to us. So if we're treating ourselves with respect, then people will start mirroring that back. So in terms of that specific quote, it was, it was that false identity of I wasn't good enough. And so I was showing up in a way, yes, I was checking all the boxes. I was doing all the tasks. I was a great multitasker, let's be honest. (laughs) And, but Mm -hmm. I was defining myself by the roles I was playing because when you define yourself by the roles that you're playing, you can hide from who you truly are, right? And so it was recognizing- who I truly was, no matter what that was, was good enough. And I didn't have to keep doing all the things to get the accolades, you know, from the in-laws of, oh, you're a great wife and from external places. Oh, you're a great mom. It was that all had to be internalized. I had to show up in a way where I owned that. And I knew that what I was doing, I'm just a spiritual being having a human experience. So if I show up every day, I love when you say that. If I show up every day (laughs) and do the best I can with the information I have and then take, yes, it's not always going to go the way that we plan. It is not going to go the way that we quote unquote want it to go or the right way, but it's then slowing down, getting present. What did I learn here and what can I use to move forward? And as long as I'm doing that, that's good enough for me. And that's what counts, not what's good enough for the external world. So that shook you up with your kids. And then what did comedy do after comedy? Was like, well, well, so comedy actually, comedy actually realized part. that at the age of seven, <laughs> she had these dreams of talking to people and helping them. And then, you know, the whole go down this linear path and try to do all the things and, and you know, it, it took over. And so comedy did leave that behind when she was seven and sort of just did all the things. I mean, yes, went and got certified in project management and was running my husband's law firm, which was wonderful. But still at the same time, that dream of helping others and serving others had sort of sat by the wayside. So as I went through this process myself and realized, oh my goodness, there are other people going through this. There are other people who could use the support to help them recognize their self-worth, could use this support to heal that relationship with oneself so that they can have healthy relationships. This was my calling. My seven-year-old self knew mm. that. And so I did, I went and got, I got certified in life coaching. And I know that sounds, it's almost like, oh my goodness, there's so many life coaches out there. Well, I didn't just go get certified in life coaching. I went and got the specialty certifications, mm-hmm. you know, you know, how do you, how do you life coach a teen? So I went and got certified in that. I certified in conscious uncoupling. Well, what's that? That's, it's a way to um, recognize the patterns that you're showing up in relationship with, take ownership of it, take ownership of it, right? Because if you're sitting victim stage, that's not going to help you. So it's really uncoupling with your Mm -hmm. own patterns. So you can set off to have these healthy relationships. And yes, you know, a specialty certification in the new money story. Why the new money story? Because money, you know, it's something that financial issues, it, it, it 
affects many people, right? And so it's to understand. So my whole thing, because I am, (laughs) I'm a self-proclaimed nerd. (laughs) It was take experience, (laughs) take my naturally born compassion I have for individuals and then get, you know, understand it from a knowledge base and tie all those things together and then go out and serve people. So that's where I am today. (laughs) Yeah. So can you give us five, just five, (laughs) is that asking for a lot? (laughs) Five ways that folks can kind of journey through this process and um, get to a point of self-love, self-acceptance. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 I'm, and it's more than more five. Than five. <laughs> it's a that, journey. It's, it's a journey. More than five. The, We're going to start. Yeah, it's the very a huge first journey. Uh, point that people always have to start at, as I think, and I've talked about a lot is you can be aware that something's not working, but then the very first thing that you have to do is make that decision. So I always say awareness is the doorway to change. So then it really is the decision to actually walk through that doorway. So the very first thing on the on the journey to self-love and self-compassion is to make the decision to recognize shifts have to be made, right? So first thing is getting that awareness. Mm. The second part, Number one awareness. <laughs> the second thing is relearning to um, get in touch with yourself. So what does that look like? That looks like asking yourself, what do I feel? You know, what do I feel in this moment? I mean, how many times do we go through the day and we never slow down to ask ourselves, what am I feeling right now? And naming the feeling, right? So it's not just, and, and I, and I tried this with clients before and they quickly, I'm frustrated. Well, frustrated is not a feeling. That's not a feeling word. So it's really important to understand what our feeling words behind the frustration is a feeling. So it's getting in touch with that deeper emotion. Again, many times we just we suppress our emotions. We don't want to feel the feel. So it's, it's getting present with the feeling. So that's number two. And then the num- number three would be then start asking ourselves, what do I need? Because when we actually get in touch with what I need, we either recognize that we can self-soothe or we need sometimes to go ask for support. Go, it's, you know, and that's where the whole Brene Brown, there's strength and vulnerability. It's very true. It's yep. being okay asking for the support that we need from our loved ones, from, you know, our pastor, from our teachers, from, you know, our our coaches like me or therapists or doctors. It's recognizing, oh, I'm needing something and then being able to ask for that. So that would be number three. Number four would be uh, boundaries, right? That's a huge mm-hmm. one for self-love. <laughs> it's okay to say no it's not that you go around saying no in a very like, you don't have to be mean about it, but it's okay to simply say no, no, that something doesn't work for us or that we can't do that right now because we're filling our cup up, right? If we keep going constantly and trying to give, 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 eventually we're empty. How can you even show up and give anymore if you're coming from an empty place? So, um, and then the final one would be um, communication. It's learning compassionate communication, compassionate communication with yourself first. So what that what is, is, that? is learning to talk to yourself in um, a non-judgmental, non-attached way. So it's recognizing, it goes back to the statement I made before, we are spiritual beings having a human experience. So it's showing up and when that inner critic wants to run away, getting present and saying, I, I hear, I hear that thought, but it's just a thought. I'm not going to jump on the train and go with it. I'm going to recognize what I have learned. And what I can do to move forward. And from that place, that is 
the very basis of the beginnings of that self-love and self-compassion, right? Being able to get from a, go from a, um, a present state of mind and avoid the judgment phase. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kamini, you have a lot of books and a lot of book collaborations mm-hmm. out there, right? I think one that stood out for me, um, because I, I do love Brene Brown. So anything that says there, I'm like, what? what did you say? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it kind of like lifts up my antennas, right? So one of the books that you have is Dare to Be Brave, Dare to Be You. What was the inspiration about that, uh, behind that book and um, the messages that so you in have? Book, the, well, the inspiration behind it was, it's, it's my whole thing is it's, you know, it, it does take bravery to put ourselves out there as we are and not, not necessarily feel like we have to conform to society. I mean, I just had a client tell me the other day, well, you know, if I, if I show up and it's not in a way that's accepted by society, like that, I'll just be shunned. So, I mean, there's this balancing act, right. Of, of how we show up. And so it, there is bravery in being who we are, but it's, it's something that we should dare to do, right. Because when we show up as who we are, we're actually being, we're in a place to contribute to the world at large, because if we're all carbon copies of each other, what are we actually learning from each other? So that was kind of the inspiration behind it. The book itself is an ebook and it's, it's just sort of goes through, um, just overall wellness and how to, how to, um, start implementing mindset shifts in our lives. And, and, and it talks about just not just adults, but teens, because I am, I mean, I am the mom of five. And so it's recognizing that, if we can start having these conversations and being more self-aware from a younger age, it does set us up on a trajectory to be more um, loving of ourselves, you know, especially as, Mm -hmm. as our kids are aging, they get to 18 and it's suddenly, well, now go to college and decide what you want to do with the rest of your life. And it's recognizing that um, self-growth is an ever evolving process and that it's okay to shift. It's okay to change directions and uh, there's no failure in that. And so that's kind of, it sets up, the book itself talks about just overall, you know, emotional health, um, just emotional wellness, and just how to start implementing those into our lives. Yeah. What are some knowledge nuggets that you can give us from that ebook? Um, so, yeah. Or any of you, or any of your books, because you really have like some, you know, you have awesome material out there. And I really am recommending, you know, the readers to take a look at your page and, uh, you know, where they can, you know, just locate all the good information that you have out there. But, um, as I said, I'm like, that one kind of captured me and and your other, um, your other book, the, um, well, not, not the collection of the stories of the 50 women. Are you talking about that? My, my own personal book, the, um, life's gentle reminders. Yeah. Yes. So it's so interesting. I was talking to somebody this morning about that book because it's not technically a book that's meant to be read front to back. It's um, a compilation of just Mm -hmm. daily um, sort of daily experiences that I had had. And so it's a compilation of these analogies because the biggest nugget I have Mm. for people is that life is a journey that is happening through us and for us. Right. So if we can show up in our world and recognize that there is something that we could take and learn and apply it moving forward, um, it's just a way, a different way of showing up. So it kind of shifts us from victimhood into, oh, I can, I'm in control of my reaction to this, or I am able to learn or grow from this. So for instance, that life's uh, ohm, it's called ohm, life's gentle reminders. It literally is my own personal experiences that may have been considered stressors or 
I may have thought were negative and I thought about it and reframed it in a way that self-growth could be possible. So one of the analogies, for instance, mm. in that book, um, I was sitting in traffic and totally frustrated that I'd been sitting there for 20 minutes as I'm watching these construction workers just dig and dig and dig at the ground and, um, <laughs> you know, thinking well, I have to be somewhere. And then it sort of hit me where it was like, oh, like they're actually going through a process here. This is a process because if they just came in and laid down this new asphalt, whatever cracks that they were trying to repair would eventually just raise back and just show back up. What they're doing is they're removing the stuff that doesn't work, you know, the old layers that don't work, and then they're going to lay down this new, the new asphalt. And isn't that kind of how we go through self-transformation where it's, oh, this doesn't work for me. I'm, it's, it's, it, I'm repeating, for instance, I'm repeating, you know, bad habits or I'm, you know, uh, I keep seem to be dating the wrong person, right? I hear that one a lot. Mm -hmm. And it's, oh, I need to remove the stuff and the patterns and the beliefs the beliefs that don't work for me before laying down the new ones. So the book itself is just, um, you know, just a, a compilation of different life experiences that sort of show how I thought about it differently and then challenge the reader to say, if you could shift something in your life, you know, so they could pick, yeah, the reason refra- so it, it's meant that people could pick it up, read it for 10 minutes, you know, read one and then go on with their day. Um, so the biggest nugget I have with all of them, even, even the, the, um, the, the collaborations, my chapters have always been with this, this backstory of how can we grow from what we're going through in life, right? So what is the, what is the, um, and I'm not trying to spiritually bypass. I know I've heard that term a lot, like, oh, you're just trying to spiritually bypass what's going on. And that's not true. It's to take what we're experiencing, but then choose how to react to it because that's what we have control mm-hmm. over. And when we can recognize that and we can say, what is my part in whatever is happening in my life and own that and then figure out what we need to shift in order for us to continue to move forward in the in the progress, progression that we want to move forward, that's where that growth is. So I would say like that's the biggest nugget that I have over all of my work in the stream. I mean, it, it all comes back to this, the thought that I have, which is, you know, it's not about fixing the past. It's about standing in our present and then generating the future that we want. It's how do we show up, right? And how do we own how we show up and how do we make changes to it? You know, it's it's owning our stuff and changing it, adding, you know, boundaries, self-love, self-acceptance and doing the work. And, I, and that's the hardest piece is doing the work and looking within yourself. Because if you have to reflect that mirror, you're like, oh, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> and your kids are the biggest mirror. Your kids are your best Absolutely. mirror. <laughs> if you have children and your child gets on your last nerve, that thing that your child is doing is it's what so you need true. to work on. <laughs> that's so true. It's and, and, and it's, you know, um, Somebody says, uh, I can't remember who it is, but they always say, um, you spot it, you got it. And I'm like, every time I have that, those moments with my children, I'm like, oh, wait, what is that reflecting back on me about that? I'm projecting something here. So yeah, absolutely. Yep. 100%. Yep. That mirror is like <laughs> right there. <laughs> so comedy, um, where can listeners find you? Where can they get the support you offer if you want to send your teenager to be coached? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, if anybody would like to book a, a free complimentary chat with me, they just have to go to chatwithcomedy.com and that brings them right to my calendar and they can book a time there or definitely uh, visit my website, which is comedywood.com 
or on Facebook. Uh, my business page is It's Authentic Me. And so the, on that, they can, um, you know, not just see my posts, but I also link to um, different podcasts that I'm on and uh, just talk about these yeah. things in a, in a, you know, just bring, like I said before, bringing things like this out of the shadow and into the light, just be, being real. <laughs> yes. Being your authentic self. <laughs> Comedy, thank you so much. It was so great having you here on the Beautiest Me podcast. Thank you so much for so having excited. me. This was such a pleasure. <laughs> thank you. Hey, thank you. Thanks for listening to the Beautiest Me podcast. Please be sure to download new episodes every week. And send us your girl, what were you thinking or asking for friend stories to info at IamBeautiousMe.com. All entries remain anonymous. Also, don't, 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 don't forget to rate, review, and hit the subscribe button now.